0: If you're a leader with managers reporting to you, I want to ask you a few questions to ask yourself. Does your leadership team work seamlessly together? Are they focused and organized? Do they function well or fight each other? Do they communicate effectively, or are they cloaked with confusion? Do they make decisions efficiently and effectively? Are they hiring, training, and keeping the best talent? If someone leaves, do you have an A player waiting on the bench? Well, if you can't answer yes to all the above, then perhaps I can help you and your team. I help leadership teams work together harmoniously and achieve greater business results. If you want a a free assessment and a discussion, just email me, steve at managermojo.com. Tell me you'd like to to chat for a little bit and we'll schedule a call. Thank you. That's steve at managermojo.com. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest today. My special guest is Dr. Alvin Miles. He is the CEO of Miles Management International, founder of the My Unfair Advantage Telesummit, and founder of Mid-Career Professionals Leadership Network. He's an educator, consultant, mental strength expert. Uh, many many credentials he's worked uh, in corporate America as well as you could plainly hear he has uh, uh, the uh, degrees as well his uh, PhD is in business administration from the Michael J Cole School of Business at Kennesaw State Uh, he's a speaker and facilitator and today we're gonna have a good time uh, really learning about dr. miles idea of leadership and uh, so, Dr. Miles, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show.
1: Well, thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here, my friend.
0: Well, it's, uh, it's our pleasure to have you here. And uh, I wanna, before we begin talking about your ideas on leadership, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work?
1: Well, the fun thing I've been up to lately um, on the private side, actually, uh, I, my grandson comes to visit quite often. And um, when he gets up uh, some nights, he stays over. And when he gets up in the morning, he wants me to chase him around the house. <laughs> so typically we run downstairs if i'm downstairs uh and and he'll uh come down and, and and engage me looks looks and then he gives me that look and all of a sudden he takes off and it's my job to follow him so <laughs> that's the fun thing i get to enjoy
0: well that is fun and uh congratulations on uh having that much fun with your grandson that's a great thing
1: <laughs> Thanks
0: for asking. Uh, you bet. Uh, Alvin, what I want to talk about, you have created uh, what you call the master model of leadership. And before we talk about specifically what the master model is, why don't you share really uh, what caused you to be interested in leadership in the first place that you felt the need that you wanted to create a model to help others learn?
1: Well, my interest in leadership went uh, goes very far back um and and that was not the impetus for creating the master model so i'll I'll just skip into what what was the impetus for the master model if that'd be okay with you sure
0: go right ahead uh,
1: yeah so the master model was uh came about um uh, because in 2007 after having graduated from an executive mba program i was asked to come back um and speak to the incoming students uh, about what to expect from their impending journey from from the upcoming journey this happens every year and it happened when i went through the program from between 2003 and 2005. and and so explaining and thinking about what it is i want to share with them um i get my best ideas uh, and it might sound funny to some but i get my best ideas when i'm cutting the yard mm. and i think it's a combination of the drone of the mower and the fact that I am completely focused in on that, making sure I hit my lines, it's, it's a technical thing for me. I love to be able to hit those lines and make it look just perfect. Mm-hmm. As I was going through and, and marinating on what it is I want to share, the idea mm-hmm. popped in my head. Well, somehow put it around this acronym of Master, mm-hmm. and and then from there um, I started going through, came back in my office, and and just kind of walked through some of those things that I could map the m the a s t e r into and then and and over the years it has grown obviously but but it was interesting to come up with mindset as the m and r as the results and everything in the middle connects so you have to begin with the mindset and then you end with the result which is pretty much everything in life
0: so true
1: so it's amazing how it all came together um and, and i know uh you know you help managers as well, and, and leaders as well, to develop their leadership and leadership skills, mindset, and skill set. And so that was the impetus for the master model, and, and it's been interesting that over the years, like I said, it has grown. I've, I've, I've changed a few things in terms of the way I deliver it, but overall, it has maintained uh, and been pretty constant with, and has been pretty helpful for the people I've worked with.
0: Well, I, I congratulate you uh, for uh, your idea. I, I do think it has uh, tremendous validity and I, I'm j- just to make it easy for our listeners right now, when we talk uh, about master, uh, I, I'm gonna just list real quickly uh, what they stand for. And then I wanna ask you some specific questions. Uh, Absolutely. In, in the master model, it, M is mindset, A stands for apply, S is for servant leader, T is for tangible, E is for ecosystem, and R, of course, is results. Now, the thing that I love so much about what you've done here, Alvin, is that uh, if you're a leader, I I absolutely believe everything starts with the mindset, and if you don't get the results, uh, what you've done in the middle is really a problem. That's and uh, right. <laughs> so what, I, what I'd love for you to talk about, because you, you, uh, you have some very specific ideas about mindset. Why don't you define it for our listeners and then uh, just expound upon it a little bit?
1: Well, I'll tell you that when, when you go and search on mindset, like I did uh, when I first did this, and then recently I researched again, and when you search on the word mindset and put it in a Google search, it pops up 2 billion hits. Wow, two billion, and and what's interesting about that, Steve, is that as you kind of peruse through it, obviously I'm not going through two billion of those, but as you peruse through it, there's nothing that really talks about how to become a master, only mm-hmm. what a master is, right? And that's where the kind of the gap popped in for me. But mindset, according to the American Heritage College Dictionary, uh, of the many definitions there the one that is most applicable to what we're looking at the word the mindset is defined as a fixed mental attitude or disposition that predetermines a person's responses to and interpretations of situations and, Very then, the, cool. and, and then the second uh, ex, uh, definition is an inclination or a habit so those are the two i focused on and those are the two I thought that really had the biggest, um, uh, the biggest relevance for the master model and for people that we're dealing with, you know, mid-career professionals, managers, people looking to be leaders, executive leadership, and those people who are there to serve others, which is basically what leaders do.
0: You know, uh, the, the thing that really strikes me in, in this, Alvin, is that uh, in, the, in the definition, they actually call it a fixed mental attitude. They sure do. And yet we know that uh, our mindset can be changed. Uh, but I, I think we don't often think about our mindset as already being fixed in what we do. I, I think we're all over the board nowadays.
1: Uh, well, I would agree. Interestingly, uh, interesting that you picked up on that because Carol Dweck, I don't know if you've heard the name, um, D and in dog, W-E-C-K, she wrote a book called Mindset. Mm-hmm. And in her book, she defined two mindsets. So one is fixed, and the other is growth. And in the fixed mindset, as you pointed out, people believe that their intelligence or their habits are pretty much fixed, they're traits. Mm-hmm. And in the growth mindset, her thing was that most of these basic abilities can be developed, just like we know they can be.
0: Right, right.
1: But interestingly enough, as she went through the book, what she described is... That it's possible, obviously, to change your worldview from fixed to growth. But she also says that, remember, nobody is all 100% fixed and nobody is 100% growth. There's always percentages of each.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. So uh, in in your model, uh, you talk about uh, encouraging us to strengthen our ability to control. So why don't you share a little bit about, okay, what, what does that mean? How how can we strengthen our ability to control?
1: Well, w- one of the things that, that it's important to understand um, is is that our mindset can be, as I said before, developed, nurtured, and grown to a level where it literally runs on autopilot. Mm -hmm. and 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 of course when it does that it is what what has been called a habit so if you if you go back and think about the progression the progression um that the research says is on the left side of a continuum that goes from left to right you've got mindset you've got intention and then you've got uh outcomes okay or priorities if you want to look at it that way even before the outcomes come so your mindset sets the intention and then your intention, which you decide you're going to do, then manifests in your outcome or the priorities that you decide you're going to work on, and then they help you to get to the outcome. So, for example, if, if my opinion is that I cannot uh, run the four-minute mile like Roger Bannister did some time ago, and I say that because he recently passed away, um, then if my mindset is that, and everybody's mindset was that they couldn't run a sub four minute mile then you will not ruin one roger banister did it and all of a sudden everybody realized you know what this is possible it can be done so since then it has been a plethora of people who have done that so that's just one small example of how your mindset can be fixed and then at some point in time it can grow you you can look at others and which is what we do as humans we tend to compare ourselves to others And we tend to move then forward and say, "Well, yeah, we can do this." And alternatively, we also say, "No, we can't do this." Mm -hmm. So what I find is interesting um, when it comes to mindset is is that it it, it is really when I boil it down, it is really thinking about what you're thinking about. If you if you can monitor, I like that. (laughs) if, If you can monitor what it is you're thinking about. As you move through your day, if, 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 if you, well, let's back up a bit. If you say, okay, well, tonight I'm going to do so-and-so. I'm, I'm really going to write down what my day looks like tomorrow. You can preset your day. I, I've done it with vacations. We all do. Mm-hmm. We say, hey, you know what? I'm going to, we're going to be uh, Disneyland Monday through Friday. We're going to make certain we hit these rides, and we're going to stick to it, and that's all there is to it, and we're going to have a good time doing it. All right? And you get into the plane, you start working it. And then if it's too hot or too cold, or the kids are crying or whatever happens, then your mindset can erode. And when there's the sense of the willpower in there as well, willpower can affect your mindset because we all, well, most of us have heard that willpower dwanes during the day. It's not a, you don't have an unlimited amount of willpower for each day. So as the day moves on, your willpower reserve is tapped. Mm-hmm. And when you get later in the day, that's why Alvin eats more cookies and ice cream in the evening than he does in the morning. I'm pretty good with my, my, <laughs> my will in the morning, but in the evening and you know, at night, it gets a little, you know, starts <laughs> waning. Based on the number of decisions, and I, and I bring that up because as managers and leaders and people who listen to Manager Mojo, everyone that's listening to this podcast knows you're making lots of decisions you're making them on the job and then when you get home you have to make them again right and um and as you move through your day your willpower reserves go down and so does your mindset is affected by that so my, my point is that when you when you run it on autopilot it can pull you toward whatever it is you envision and the opposite of that it can be left to chance and it can push you away from your intended result. So thinking about what you're thinking about as you move through your day is really an important piece of the master model, which is why it comes first. Not just because it fits the acronym, because if if I had to reframe it, something else, I would call it attitude, whatever, whatever it is. But long story short is you've got that mental piece, what happens between your ears is really what drives your success whether or not you know it.
0: I, I think it's a, a, a great statement. And, uh, you know, I love your example of Bannister. I hadn't thought about him in a, a long time. And uh, a, a lot of people may not be familiar with, uh, with his story, uh, but, you know, I, I, you did such a nice job on that. And uh, today, uh, you can't even run uh, the track or run a mile uh, race if you're not breaking a four minute mile, you won't even be competitive. Exactly, Uh, uh, It's not going to happen. And, and I couldn't help but think uh, when you were talking about that though, Alvin, uh, some of the mindsets that I hear uh, a a lot of times that creep into our, our leadership and uh, our companies. Uh, For example, one of them is that uh, you hear this all the time. People will say, instead of changing, they'll say, well, we don't do it that way here right we've never done it that way and the, the simple fact is uh, just because they have that mindset that this is the way we've always done it they are blind and uh, as a leader you can be blind to continually improving
1: is that a fair statement oh I I believe it is a, a, a very fair statement because I've lived it as have you um, what ends up happening eventually as we all get to a place and I, and I say all loosely so let me not I was always taught to stay away from absolute so let's not say all but most of us when we reach a certain pinnacle of our success we feel as though okay I've, uh, I've got what I need if it's about me mm-hmm. I've got what I need and and so anything that threatens that is a problem and and when new ideas fresh ideas come in the door if we're not a leader, if we're just focused on the manager, because managing is about things, leading is about people, and, and when people come in and refresh ideas, it's about edifying the person who brings the idea and, and allowing that idea to be washed through the culture. Not to say the culture says, boom, we don't do that here. Oh, boom, it's never been done here, so it cannot be done here. Right. I mean, if you look at any innovation, if you look at any company, first of all, They all want to be innovative. And if you look at it from a customer perspective, I love taking a diamond and turning it around and looking at the different facets that that when the light shines in, I, I look at the individual bringing the idea as the light and that diamond in our hand as the culture. And we have to turn that diamond to where it catches all the different colors that this individual is bringing to us. If we're not willing to do that, Why did we hire that person?
0: So true Alvin, but, uh, we often hear this and we, we see it, we hear companies all the time talk about, well, we're innovative, but when you look at what they practically do, uh, especially if you looked at it from a customer perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, they may find that they're not innovative at all. The customers may say, you know, they're so stuck in what they're doing that they don't listen to anybody but themselves.
1: Yeah, and they tend to lose market share.
0: Well, I've watched it uh, over the years happen over and over again, uh, where companies would have really great commercials, and they talk about how, uh, how innovative and how they led uh, the, the industry. Um, but in reality, what they did was they wanted to tell a customer what they should do instead of a cust- listening to their customers and solving their need. It's it's a really tough thing to break these mindsets, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And and the interesting piece is how people like you or the innovative people uh, actually get in the door to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty tough to get in there. I mean, there's got to be somebody that's saying... <laughs> Uh somebody saying, Hey, wait a minute, we're losing money here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely.
0: And, uh, I mean, you bring up a great point. And one of the things that, that I do and I, and that, uh, I, I absolutely uh, tell people, uh, if I'm going to work with a, a company or a team, they have to be willing uh, to have the mirror held up to them. They have to be willing to listen. Uh, I've, I've just determined that if people have a mindset of not listening, Uh, I can't help them.
1: Yeah, exactly right, because that that is akin to a bad customer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They will become a bad customer. (laughs) (laughs) You can't help them. (laughs) Uh, They're very bad. You know, uh, just today, uh, my wife pointed out something to me at lunch. Uh, This individual had a a shirt on that said, uh, I would agree with you, but that would make us both wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I i just couldn't help but just i did exactly what you did i started laughing and i'm like you know i uh, i know that i was going to have this conversation with you about mindset and i'm thinking my goodness uh th- now there's a mindset for you that <laughs> i'm always right uh, no matter what right
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed wow
0: Uh, All I can say is if I tried that with my wife, I would be in so much trouble. Uh, I'm not going there, so uh, I'm going to remember that. (laughs) My mindset needs to be more open to that.
1: Uh, Yeah, and the key, uh, you know, you you bring up a great point uh, in terms of um, the experience you had recently looking at the gentleman or lady with the T-shirt. You know, mental success and mental strength, is, in my opinion, your successful foundation. I mean, there's, there's no way to get around the fact that your mind is continually working. It's continually thinking until you take control of it. And there are ways to take control of it. Mm-hmm. And by thinking about what we're thinking about and by monitoring what we're saying to ourselves, because it's really the conversations about ourselves that's driving that mindset. Mm-hmm. And And so, and, and, and all I'm saying, uh, Steve, is your mindset is your choice. It's a choice.
0: Right. right. And once
1: you make the choice that, you know what, I'm in control of this thing, this mind exists to serve me, I'm not here to serve my mind, then, uh, you know, you, you, you dig behind the, uh, beneath the surface. This mindset thing is is very deep. It's not complex, but it is deep
0: yeah I and so let me that.
1: if you if you'll indulge me, just give me a second. I'll kind of right. walk actually I'm more than a second but what what ends up happening is that when when you are trying to move into an area you've never moved in before, your mind will throw things at you number one, what makes you think you can do this what and so it and it comes up with the worthy question what makes you think you're worthy of this mm-hmm so, and, and what's interesting is that the voice inside your head sounds like you, but it's really not. What it is, it is your ego that's trying to keep you safe. Its job is to keep you safe and not get you in any problems. It doesn't want you to, to fail. It wants you to stay safe, and the only thing it can go on is what it's already done. It has no clue about what stuff has not been done. You, on the other hand, do have a clue because you've seen the different mentors. You've seen Roger Bannister run the four-minute mile. You know it's possible. Mm -hmm. Now that you know it's possible, it's easy to override that voice and talk right back. It's a conversation that we're not having. We're letting um, a one-way conversation occur, a monologue occur, when it should be a dialogue. That's a great way to put it. And we get to choose that dialogue. It is what I call transformational vocabulary on the individual basis, it's what we say to ourselves that makes the difference. Because when times are tough, you can push through, or you can say, "You know what? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, I can't do this." So that's my indulgence. It, well, it I, is a choice.
0: That, I think that, that that's such a beautiful point, and uh, it, it's some. Sometimes uh, I think people. Uh, it, it's amazing to me at how many people, uh, their their mindset of failure. Uh, is that it's final. Uh, I I can't quite figure that out. Uh, Just because you have one failure doesn't mean that it's final. Uh, In in my own mind, uh, I realized a long time ago that, you know what, I really wasn't learning a whole heck of a lot from every success I had. I learned more when I failed from something. Uh, it, the greatest growth I had was when I failed at something. It, it, is is that a similar, uh, thing that you've discovered in your research on mindset?
1: Oh, absolutely. So, so what's happened is you actually jump to the R of the master model. You jump to the result. Cool. So when I, when I have my folks and my students evaluate their result, then what I ask them is what's your relationship with, instead of failure, i call it near success. Mm hmm. And we don't know how near. Sometimes it's not as near as we'd like. But you certainly didn't get what you would consider to be success. The intention that you started out with. Right. But you got something. So the question is, what's your relationship with, and and you call it, most people call it failure. So what's your relationship with failure? Is your relationship that that failure is fatal? Or is your relationship that failure is a stepping stone to the next layer of success? See, just because we set up the intention that we want to succeed in whatever area. Roger Bannister, we don't know. I mean, uh, everything that's always celebrated about him is that it's a four-minute mile. But what about when, when, what about when he ran four and a half minutes? What about when he got to four minutes and fifteen seconds? Right. You know, what about four minutes and five seconds? I mean, he didn't go all of a sudden jump from six or seven minutes down to four. It was some incremental things happening, even if it was only in practice.
0: Well, I, I know that, uh, that he began, I, I know that story and okay. I know that he, uh, he began to realize, look, if I'm going to break uh, a four minute mile, I've got to figure out how to run each mile slightly under 60 seconds. Okay. And he kept incrementally saying, okay, well, I don't have to go, uh, I don't have to go down 10 seconds. I don't have to go to a 50 second. And he kept looking at if I could just gain just a little on each mile. And the now next you, thing you know, he did it. He took that stepping stone approach that you're talking about. And yeah. it definitely changed uh, it changed track forever. But I think it changes business as well. I think business, so many of the things that we do, we, we think that we all of a sudden reach success by you know, some wonderful, uh, overnight result. And that, it's just not the way it happens. It's incremental. And we've got to have a, a, a great mindset, but then we have to apply it. And I think that, uh, you know, your model helps us understand where we are in the middle of this whole process between mindset and results.
1: A great point. Great point. Cause, cause I like you believe that once the mindset is set and you've, you've got your intention, um, you you really have got to bring everything you know to everything you do. Mm-hmm. You've got to apply it because uh, there there's this word that's floating around has been floating around forever, and it's spelled K N O W. Mm-hmm. In that, yeah, I know this and I know that. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> that. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, when you're having conversations with someone and you try to introduce a new concept or you try to explain, this is probably why we're. Running, or running short of our numbers on this particular month, they say, yeah, 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 I know about that stuff. And But the issue is, yeah, you know, but you're not showing because you're not applying what it is you say you know.
0: Absolutely.
1: So my thought is three things. Number one, you've got to develop the discipline to use your entire toolbox and not just know it intellectually, but it has to be applied. And if that means that when you're working with someone else and, and someone knocks on the door and you happen to be on the phone and, and, uh, and, and they quote-unquote say, hey, can I get five minutes, of, you know, can, I, can I talk to you now, because I, I got some issues I'd like to chat with you about. Uh, you know, If you use what you know, at that point in time, you've got two choices. Typically you can say, well, no, not now, uh, I'll come see you later. Mm-hmm. Or you can just kind of blow them off. Or I'm sure there's some other choices in between those two, but those can sometimes be the extremes. Well, if you put your hand over the phone and, and, and look, say, look, um, if you don't mind, we can take five minutes and chat about it. I can end this call or five minutes now, or I can give you 30 minutes later. Which Which one would you prefer? So now you're applying your knowledge and your psychology and saying, hey, you know what, I want to honor that. I, know, I already know what I've got going on on this call, but I want to honor this person real quickly. And if it takes only a minute, that's fine, but it helps them because their hair is on fire. But you're applying the psychology, of saying, yeah, I value you, I know exactly what it is, you, you, you know, you, you've gone out of your way to come in here, and I, I want to make certain that you get what you need, but if now is not enough time, then later can be enough time. But you understand five minutes now, two minutes now, one minute now, or um, 30 minutes later. Yeah, that's a
0: a great example. And I think that uh, all of us have been there in those situations. Uh, You know, I could just talk about this all day. I mean, it's really awesome uh, work. But I want to share with our listeners, if you don't mind, uh, how they. uh, I know they're going to want to know more about what you do. Why don't you share how they can connect with you?
1: Oh, great. Yeah, you can connect with me uh, by going to my website. I'm at uh, www.alvincmiles.com. And you can certainly send me an email at any point in time at alvinalvincmiles.com. At and my phone number uh, is 678 561 And if for some reason I'm busy, just drop me a voicemail and I'll be sure to uh, reply.
0: That's awesome. And uh, listeners, for those of you that are exercising, don't hurt yourself. We'll make sure to include that information in the post so you can look at it. uh, And I encourage you to uh, connect with Dr. Miles and really learn more about this master model of leadership. I I know you're going to dig in deeper, just like we have done today. Uh, Alvin, uh, I like to close every uh, interview with Uh, Could you just share with our listeners what would be the uh, one key action that they could take away from today and start improving their life immediately?
1: Well, um, I'm glad you asked because my thought is that uh, I would love everyone listening to this to think about a current project that they're working on right now and sift it through this model. Think about uh, their mindset The application, the servant leadership, the tangibility, the ecosystem that they've got involved, in the result. I love for them to to just think through it in a different way because this is a different paradigm for some. So give that some thought. And at the same time, uh, reach out and let me know if I can help. Those are the two actions I would recommend. Of course, the first action has actually six steps in it.
0: That's awesome. I I just love it. And... Uh, thank you so much uh, for that offer today. Uh, my guest today has been Dr. Alvin Miles <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. Alvin Miles. He is the creator of the Master Model of Leadership. Uh, really awesome to talk with you today, Alvin. Uh, and we thank you for all of your great work and thank you so much for sharing with us today. We wish you nothing but continued success in the future in everything you do.
1: Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you and everyone listening.